91.3 FM it is Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum Welcome back respected listeners 91.3 FM it is And my name is Muhammad Sheikh Bringing to you Qura'ul Qur'an Reciters of Qur'an Featuring leaders of the field of Qur'anic sciences Hafizat, Hufad, Ulama, Qurra And uh, learning from their lives To try and imbue and emulate into our lives uh, Good principles, values And uh, you know ensuring that the Quran is our companion until we are united in Jannah, inshallah. So yes, indeed, wherever you are, I hope you're safe. We had an interesting discussion with Mr. Kashif. We come earlier on, and uh, yes, we are mellowing it down a little bit for the Saturday evening. I guess uh, summer is still on its doorstep with uh, variable moments. Subhanallah, a little bit of fluctuation here and there, and um, uh, you know, a bit of rain coming through. Mashallah. Yes, we are appreciative. Our dams at seventy percent. So and obviously. <laughs> That, that also complementing you know, the change in uh, water restrictions from level 6B to level 5, which means a massive decrease. So yes, we can only be grateful, Sheikh Munir Satardin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. How are you doing this evening, Sheikh? Alhamdulillah, all the better for seeing you. Alhamdulillah, it's wonderful, wonderful having Sheikh Munir with us. Brings so much of joy and then, you know, we have our light, our light in studio, mashallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah, the lights from you, I see a red light in the middle. <laughs> The red light means kif, you know, stop, don't, don't, don't come close by. <laughs> mashallah, mashallah. Sheikh, how, how have you been? Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of his blessings. And every day being able to serve the Quran, alhamdulillah, there's no better ni'mas. Oh, wow, subhanallah. I think, uh, you know, I cannot express or emphasize enough on the value of Quran to us. It's beyond that. And um, I think... Every time I do so, it's probably and most definitely for my own benefit. Uh, you know, why the Qur'an, what it should mean to us. And, um, you know, I become more convinced day by day that uh, I will see these benefits on the day when my eyes close. Yeah, there's nothing else that can bring you success. Mm. Success in the dunya and akhirah. If you look at the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the one who wants the dunya, mm-hmm. bil Quran. Right. The one who wants this world, let him stick to the Quran. Subhanallah. Make the Quran his companion. The one who wants the akhirah, bil Quran. Mm. The one who wants the year after, let him make the Quran his companion. Subhanallah. And the one who wants the dunya and akhirah together, mm. bil Quran. Allah. Let him make the Quran his companion. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Wonderful indeed. Sheikh, now we are still continuing with our series on Surah Yasin. Very beautiful, beautiful um, uh, Surah of the Quran. And yes, uh, if you've been following, we've been having regular episodes of the series of Surah Yasin. And uh, we are continuing with a translation of the different ayat of Surah Yasin. And at the same time, inshallah, we are also continuing, um, you know, with giving some analysis, some context into Surah Yasin. So the next time when you are reciting Surah Yasin, Wal Quran al Hakim, Inna Kalamin al Mursaleen, Ala Saratim Mustaqim, you're not just reciting it because it's a khatam, it's a khadat, it is a uh, 
mawlid, it's a, you know, a congregation, you're opening a new business, but at least you have some understanding what is Surah Yasin. Naam, Sheikh. Yeah, subhanAllah, we've had a brilliant journey through two-thirds of Surah Yasin thus far, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, and just to recap, uh, we had different segments with different themes where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first focused on the fact that he verified Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as indeed being of the mursaleen. Innaka laminal mursaleen. And then thereafter we focused on the importance of legacy, mm-hmm. not just for our ulama or for the anbiya, for each and every single one of us. Mm. Thereafter, we focused on the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used as a parable or make an example of the dwellers of the city. Mm. And when they were sent two messengers, they rejected them. Yes. And we gave them the third, we reinforced them with the third, but they still rejected them. Mm-hmm. And this was the nature of, of man. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted the notion of reincarnation. Mm. Or the fact that they would only live on this dunya and there was no akhirah. No. No. And uh, I think our last two segments we focused on the ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now brings forward the proof that Allah exists yes and the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. and these are signs that we see every single day subhanallah the question is do we ponder about them mm, that is the question sheikh definitely a question on all our minds do we ponder do we reflect do we embrace you know the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the meanings uh, but yes i guess inshallah you know this evening henceforth uh, uh, let us continue with this journey from here alhamdulillah bismillah rahman rahim alhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidil mursaleen نبينا مصطفى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. We focus now. We come. We Allah سبحانه وتعالى spoke about the misguidance of the idolaters, those who worshipped the lords that they themselves have created. And Allah سبحانه وتعالى says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ اتَّقُوا مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَمَا خَلْفَكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And when it is said to them, Fear that which is before you, مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيكُمْ Or your present, what is in between your hands, وَمَا خَلْفَكُمْ And that which is behind you or your past. And Mujahid says that this refers to the sin. Or to the acts, the vile acts that the mushrikun were committing every single day. Right. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that they may receive mercy. Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even addresses the mushrikun. Fear your actions, turn away from them. Turn away from what you are doing. If you fear the wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have mercy upon you and Allah will save you from his punishment. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the fact that these mushrikun were worshipping idols, were ascribing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we understand that that is the gravest sin. إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ Verily that is the greatest of sins. 
Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Turn away from that. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ It might just be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy upon them, subhanallah. Allahu Akbar, wow. You know, Allah's mercy is endless. Subhanallah. Endless, I mean, there is no beginning or no end to it. Allahu Akbar. Rahmati wasi'at kulla shay. Allah, Allah, Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy encompasses everything. You know, what you can or not or cannot fathom, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is there. I think, you know, if a person needs motivation in life, that should be it, Sheikh. Definitely, definitely. And, and I always say to my students, because they're going through this, you know, the, the stage of teenagehood or adolescence, mm-hmm. difficult times. So we find children or students at the young age of 15, 16, 17, 18 saying to me, Sheikh, I'm, I'm depressed. Mm. Yeah, I don't say it's not real. Mm-hmm. But we say to them, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله. When Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu saw Wahshi, remember after the fact that he went to go and take his shahada, mm-hmm. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned his face away from Wahshi. Mm. And this really left him out and despaired. Not even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam could look at me because of what I did to his uncle. And he said, Never despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is not the, the build up or the essence of the character mm-hmm. of a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Absolutely. No matter what we're going through, mm-hmm. let us look at the favors and the mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will then elevate us or take us out of Whatever we're feeling, inshallah. Subhanallah. Yes, Sheikh, indeed. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ اتَّقُوا مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَمَا خَلْفَكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ And you know, ending off that particular verse with uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy being, you know, to us endless. Uh, even if the mushrikeen had to somewhat turn back or come back, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would still overlook and still, you know, be welcoming to them. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allah. Yes, indeed, Sheikh. I mean, that's a beautiful verse indeed. Something to reflect on. Um, uh, let's perhaps, inshallah, head to the marketplace before we continue on the rest of the verses of Surah Yasin. Stay tuned. Qalbi Qur'an in the voice of uh, Mishari Rashid Al-Afasi. Beautiful, beautiful words. And you look at the word mala. Mala, it doesn't just mean, you know, like pour a glass of water. It means like full to the brim, full to capacity, Sheikh. Imla Qalbi Qur'an. And that is how we want the Qur'an to be filled into our hearts, inshallah. And that is the objective of uh, Qur'an Qur'an this evening. So, Sheikh, before we continue with the next ayah, perhaps let's, uh, you know, take this particular comment that has come through. Um, 9859 says Assalamu alaikum Can the Sheikh comment on the fact That uh, the constantly reciting Quran Keeps you youthful It's interesting one eh? Interesting one There is is no better Mm. Of course We remove ourselves now From saying no better than Salah Obviously Salah is our But definitely The Quran keeps you youthful in the sense that 
I know I went to Egypt mm. uh, recently to go visit a Sheikh of mine, Sheikh Hassanin Jibril Afifi, Allah Alhamu. And as we came in, he, the noor on his face, Wallahi, he looked so young. Subhanallah. His memory with the Quran mm-hmm. was so immaculate. Someone was reading to him in Abu Ja'far. Right. And somebody on the other side is reading all ten. Subhanallah. But in preparation right. to come and read to him, but he's making mistakes. The person who's reading all ten. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as the Sheikh is listening to the one reading Abu Ja'far, mm-hmm. He's rectifying the one who's re- revising his work so long before he presents it. Subhanallah. And I said to him, Sheikh, how do you manage that at your age? What mm. is your age? <laughs> he said to me, I'm either 89 or 98. Ya Allah. One of the two. <laughs> but my Quran, I will never forget. It keeps him young, Subhanallah. 89. Just say above 85 as a, for good measure. Yeah, Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Wow. And somehow has a... Um, uh, there is the logical correlation. You can't put science to this, but as a as an example, you know, people who attach themselves to Quran are very astute. Very, um, you know, I take example and I look at uh, a lot of people that I know. Well, at least in face value or acquaintances that we have, and I found that uh, you know, in my experience, Sheikh, that a lot of hafal, uh, you know, people who are not necessarily mashayikh in terms of Quranic sciences, but hafal in general. Um, somehow or the other, you know, when it comes to businesses, for instance, they become very active, very astute, and they make so much of success from it. And I've asked a few of them, you know, on occasion, what is it? Said, no, you know, my Ustad always told me to cling to the Quran, never to forget the Quran. And I decided, and subhanAllah, the way they remember numbers and figures, you know, it amazes me, like uh, they would compare with accountants or people in that field. SubhanAllah, every single thing. Mm-hmm. There is not a field you can go into no. that after the memorization of the Quran, mm-hmm. after attaching yourself to the Quran, no. that thing does not become easy. Allah. Wallahi lali. Allah. I speak for myself, you know, during high school, I used to bring home uh, uh, your, your average, right. you know, 60%, alhamdulillah, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I come from a family where 90% is the benchmark. Under wow, that, so we're in trouble. <laughs> right. And uh, then off I went to Hifz, alhamdulillah, I spent my years. When I went to Ireland, my two subjects that I hated the most <laughs> is mathematics and accounting. Right. And as we delve into business management, I found those are two subjects you have to pass. Right. And yeah, sure. alhamdulillah, I excelled at both. Subhanallah. With 90 plus. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. So that's only the Quran. Mm. It's only the Quran that just makes anything easy. It just broadens your mind and your capacity, subhanAllah. Subhanallah. To just take in every single thing. And there are many others mm. who, who skip four or five years of schooling. Yes. And they come and excel. Mm, absolutely. That's through the mercy of the Quran. SubhanAllah. You know, it's uh, I can't I can't describe. I wish I could in some capacity. You know, what Quran means to you. It's your companion when you're sad. It's your companion when you're happy. It's your companion right through. And you know, people have this understanding that you have to have to understand Quran for it to be your companion. 
But we recite it. We are not Arabs. Yes, Alhamdulillah, to some degree, we we understand the meanings of it. But there are so many people out there who don't, and they recite Quran when they are sad, when they are depressed, and you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala takes that burden away from the shoulders. It's like they feel so much lighter. They feel so much, um, you know, joy thereafter, like ease. Something is going right. Subhanallah, that's the that's the beauty of Quran. Allah Akbar. It's our, it's our success in this dunya and the akhirah. Absolutely. And both if we want them both as the hadith of Rasulullah says. Sheikh, yes, uh, we are detouring a little bit, uh, getting carried away by, you know, a very beautiful thing. And it's good to be carried away because Quran is never boring. There's too much to it. So le- let's let's track back a little bit and let's continue with our topic of Surah Yasin, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further goes on to say, وَمَا تَأْتِيهِمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ and they never came a sign from the signs of the Lord, mm-hmm. meaning the signs of the Wahid and the truth of the messengers, mm-hmm. except that they turned away from it. They never accepted accepted or benefited mm-hmm. from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent them through the Rusul. Mm-hmm. They turned away from it, and this was... Mm-hmm. Common amongst the mushrikun and those before even. Mm-hmm. Those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I say before, obviously also mushrikun, but before the time of the era of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes further to say, وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهِ And when it is said to them, spend of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided you with. Naam. Spend mimma razaqakumullah. Mm-hmm. This wealth, the sustenance that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Naam. that's imperative. Sometimes we tend to forget that it's not through our own work, but not through my own business savviness or my own connections or how shrewd I am. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes. And this is also going off. But sometimes we tend to make a a deal that is not so kosher Islamically. And then it said nobody's a good businessman. Right. He's a shudud businessman. The two have to coincide. Mm-hmm. So it said, and when it said to them, that give what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you, share with the poor. Yes. Give food to the poor. Give sustenance to those who do not have. Give sustenance to those who are less fortunate. Those who disbelieved said to those who believed. And this is sad. So in response to being told to give charity or give aid and food, etc. to those who have less, they replied, mm-hmm. Should we feed mm-hmm. the one who had Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed that risk for him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have given it directly. Mm. Astaghfirullah. Sure. And people have that mindset. And why I say this is sad? Because it's actually what we find in society today. Mm-hmm. The world over. If we look at the fact that someone comes and institution or the masjid or whatever the case may be, yeah, alhamdulillah, people will give. Mm-hmm. But if we look at our neighbors or our brothers or our sisters that are less fortunate, no. 
we tend to feel that this is my hard-earned cash. Yes. My money. Mm-hmm. This is my wealth. But we lose sight of the fact that had Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not entrusted us with that, no. we would not be able to have it. Sah. And there is, like everything has a haqq. No. Your wealth has a haqq. And that's your zakah and your sadaqah. It's the right of that wealth to give it out. And this is unfortunately mm-hmm. what we need to focus on. What we have, do we share enough of it? No. We find people saying, Alhamdulillah, I gave X amount to the masjid. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, I'm okay now for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But in comparison, to what we have on wasteful things or yes. lavish things, do they equate? Mm. That's an important question. Does it does does it equate? I don't think so mm. at all. You know what I'm saying? I went to a wedding recently, and I said to the guy, the Mr. who hosted the wedding, he gave a wedding to one of his workers who worked for him for ten years. And I said to him, Subhanallah, this is amazing. Mm. What would encourage you or bring you to give a fancy wedding as good as you'd have given to his son for a Malawi worker that worked for him for 10 years? Subhanallah. He said, if you live your life on mm-hmm. the fact that you love for others what you love for yourself. And this is a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Distinguishing Iman La yu'minu ahadukum Hatta yuhibbu li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsi Sahih If you base your life on that You will never ever be stingy Subhanallah Stinginess I think You know it's a uh, I laugh about it ya Allah But I mean it's it's a very very um, It's a quality that holds us back because we want the best for ourselves and without doubt you know we want to see to our families and things and you know from amongst the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well is when you give you give the best don't give the stock that's lying at your shop for two years and nobody's using it or a clothing that has reject stitches or like I've seen, uh, you know, and sometimes in Masajid as well, you know, people will uh, donate toilet rolls, but uh, it's the toilet rolls that are not going on sale or because maybe the ream is different. No, khalas, you know, leave for the masjid, mm-hmm. you know, people will use it, inshallah. I think we need to give, when we give, we give our best, Sheikh. Definitely, definitely. When we give the quality of what we give mm-hmm. and the sincerity of what we give Naam. is what's important. Sometimes we are not able to give in huge amounts, mm-hmm. but that sincerity behind it, I give to you what I would have used myself. Subhanallah. But we tend to give what we no longer require. Yes. It's not beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not in fashion anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not cool anymore. It's not nice anymore, mm-hmm. and we tend to give this in charity. Absolutely, this Absolutely. is this is waste. Mm-hmm. Our charity is what we would love for ourselves. True. In fact, you know, I know some people. Subhanallah, that uh, one particular person, Sheikh, and I must I must share this because it comes to mind now. Um, he's a caterer. He's a cook. He's a caterer and things like that. 
And whenever he goes to a a uh, function or has to cater for a function and stuff like that, um, one of the concerns on his mind all the time is, has my staff ate? Have they been seen to? Never. Oh, he he look. I mean, you'll see him with his guests and things like that. But when there's food being dished out and stuff, wait. You know, you take a portion. This is for my staff, mm. the people who are helping me. And um, when I think about it, people at the times, you know, like especially working in a religious institution, you get lots of pots of acne and things like that. But these are not the pots of acne that were initially distributed. These were like, okay, everybody's had their full. Now, mashallah, we need to get dispose of this somewhere. So instead of wasting it, ah, let's just send it to the Let's send it to the Subhanallah. I mean, you know, in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi they had nothing. But when something came the way, they even gave that to. Definitely. And we have so much, so much, ya Allah. But when we want to give, then we choose. We are very select. And I think it's from the heart. Something has to happen from the heart to change this mindset. Inshallah. Definitely. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, also, we know one of the great surah of the Qur'an. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu anfiqu mimma razaqnaakum min qabli ay yaatiya yawmun la bay'un feeh wala khullatu wala shafa'a wal kafiruna humul zalimun. Oh, you who believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses those who claim to have iman, those who have iman. Oh, you who believe, spend on that which we have provided you, no. which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided us. We have to remember that mm-hmm. your sustenance came from us. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the, uh, 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 the royal we. Mm. What we have provided for you. Mm-hmm. Before there comes a day when there is no bargaining, mm-hmm. A day where there is no friendships. Yes. Before there comes a day where there is no intercession. Mm. Now we want to wonder what did we do with our wealth? Because remember, of the first things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to question us on is our wealth. Correct. Our wealth. Mm -hmm. We're going to stand in front of Allah and those who had little... Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, you have less to answer for. Correct. But those of Allah, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with wealth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to audit us on that day. Yeah, Allah. That's the great audit. Mm. No, we tend to be afraid. Oh, so is coming in to audit us and <laughs> everything must be a tax must be in a row. What about the day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is auditing us? What did we do with our wealth? Subhanallah, amazing. It's a question we need to ask. And uh, uh, the little you have, the less accountable you are going to be. And the more you have, the more accountable you are going to be. So I think the message is choose wisely and spend wisely. Uh, spend, you know, and then again, subhanallah, some people have hearts of gold yeah. and they give away everything. Subhanallah. But the normal person, the person, general person, spend in moderation too. I mean, you know, you can't give so much that your family ain't suffering. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. It, it brings it back to a beautiful narration where Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab anhu was asked by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what did you bring for Islam? And he said, a half mm. of what I own. And what did you keep for your family? Mm-hmm. I kept half mm-hmm. my family. And then 
the great Khalifa radiallahu anhu, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. The one who they say whenever we would compete in good, Sayyidina Abu Bakr would be there first. Or he was the one that always beat them. Now, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, what did you bring for Islam? Mm-hmm. He said, everything I own. Subhanallah. And what did you keep for, what did you keep for yourself and your family? Naam. Allahu wa Rasuluh. Subhanallah. 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 Think, you know, the, what they had and what they kept for the deen of Islam, sure. If somebody had to ask me now, like, how much would you give and what would you contribute to the deen of Islam? You know, you'll think, you'll maybe go to your wallet and you look at your bank account, a few hundred rands. They brought what they owned. That included, you know, everything, every asset, every tangible asset. If somebody had to tell you now, you know what, there is a need for a frail care center for the elderly. And would you give half of your property away? And you look back and say, oh, wait, 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 subhanAllah. Uh, I mean, we cannot compare to the Sahaba, anhum, but at least the heart of giving, that, that's what we need to focus on, Shaykh. Definitely, definitely. And the next ayah focuses on our attitudes when giving. Mm, that's an interesting and part. And that's important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shaykh, before we get into the next ayah, inshallah, uh, let's head back to the marketplace and we'll resume with the next ayah when we are back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, respected listeners. 42 minutes past the hour of 8 in the PM. My name is Muhammad Sheikh with me, Sheikh Munir Sitar. Deen, this evening, being in your company, subhanAllah, uh, talking about life in general, application of Quranic concepts, particularly Surah Yasin, some of the modern norms, cultural norms that we have today, and uh, um, looking at ways, inshallah, in which we can remedy them. 9859 says, Can I relate that one night I had a massive headache and then I listened to Surah Al Buruj by Mashari Rashid al Afasi and my headache amazingly dissolved. Subhanallah. Wow. Surah Al Buruj. Um, 6945 says, Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. Alhamdulillah. The Holy Quran is such a practical book. Teaches us how to learn, how to live. Alhamdulillah. Shukran for sharing with us. Alhamdulillah. We learn, we all learn in the process. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Always brings one to tears, giving paves our way to the Akhir. Alhamdulillah. It's a humble and honorable quality at least that w- that's what it should be shukran for those uh, whatsapp messages coming through inshallah so sheikh um, we are focusing now on the qualities of giving uh, in surah yaseen definitely but just on that first message that came mm. through وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءُ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ That is the, the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this Qur'an is a cure not just to the physical but also for the spiritual subhanallah. Subhanallah. And we were focusing on the, the attitude when giving. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ mm-hmm. ثُمَّ لَا يُتْبِعُونَ مَا أَنْفَقُوا مَنَّوْ وَلَا أَذَلْ لَهُمْ أَجْرُوهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Now Ibn Kathir looks at this ayah as the, basically the attitude one should have when giving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and for those who give their wealth mm-hmm. in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then they do not constantly remind 
you or constantly speak to you about it mm-hmm. or constantly hold you at ransom about it mm-hmm. or constantly tell you okay we gave this so we need that right can you do this favor based on what we gave now our sadaqat or what we give in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there should be absolutely no strings attached mm, no strings attached for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. alone but there's so many times we give but we can give uh, this much and that much to the masjid Naam. on one condition my son must be chairman of the masjid mm. No, definitely. I think that's strings attached. Strings attached. Let us try and give our sadaqah or our wealth without strings attached. Yes, no. if we're doing it with the intention of better management of the masjid, etc., etc., but if there's a favor we're wanting in return, let us not lose our reward in the akhirah mm. for our mere rewards in this dunya subhanallah wonderful words indeed uh, why, why sacrifice the few pennies of this world for the pounds of the akhirah subhanallah and abu huraira radiallahu anhu says that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said there isn't a day that people get up but two angels come down and one of them say oh allah Give in compensation to the one who spends in charity. Mm. And the other says, Oh Allah, destroy the one who withholds. And this hadith you'll find in Bukhari 1374 and in Muslim 1010. So those who think, okay, let's check it up. There's your references. Mm. That even the malaika are constantly asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase the one who gives in Allah's cause. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Beautiful. I mean, you know, a malaika at your disposal and you wake up in the morning saying that I'm going to do something, I'm going to give charity. And uh, uh, what a motivation to your day, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Beautiful, beautiful indeed. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from uh, such generous people. We give in time, we give in our monies, we give in our character, we give in our conduct, uh, we give in contributions to communities, we give in our professions. All of them count as giving, Sheikh. Definitely, definitely, mm. We can't restrict, uh, you know, giving to just your money because not everyone have money. Definitely, uh, our smile is a sadaqah. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now focuses on the fact that the mushrikun or the disbelievers thought that qiyamah will never appear. Mm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَقُولُونَ مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ and they say, when will this promise be fulfilled if you are truthful? Hadal mm. means the hour, the time of Qiyamah. When is this then happening? Right. If you are truthful. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says further in the Quran, in Surah Al-Shura, that they will want to hasten it. Right. Those who deny it will want to hasten it. They will mm-hmm. want to see it come much quicker. Mm-hmm. And this is indeed of the disbelievers' qualities. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, مَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَّا صَيْحَةً وَاحِدَةً تَأْخُذُهُمْ وَهُمْ يَخِصِّمُونَ And we spoke earlier on about the sayha. Where they say, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam gave one sayha. Mm. Here the sayha is referring to something different. Okay. And they await but one single sayha which will seize them while they are disputing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here will then command Israfil 
to blow the trumpet while the people are in the marketplaces, the workplaces, arguing and disputing as usual. Mm-hmm. Our daily lives, we will be so caught up in our daily lives, not even aware of the fact that Israfil is commanded to be, to basically bring this world as we know it to an end. Mm-hmm. And may Allah make it, if we are here that time, that we are in the best of places. Ameen, ameen, ya Rabbi And alamin. busy in the best of ibadah. Allahumma mm-hmm. ameen. وَيَقُولُونَ مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعَدُ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ They keep on asking, when is it going to come? When is it going to come? When is it going to come? I think, you know, when it's like uh, when you tell people Qiyamah is going to come and out of mocking or out of uh, scoffing, oh, but when is it going to come? Like, we're still living, it's not here. Uh, why? And this was the attitude of people before us, Sheikh. Definitely, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testifies to that. And it's sadly the attitude of people Mm. At the moment as well And generations to come May Allah not make us of them Ameen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Goes on to say فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ تَوْصِيَةِ They will not be able To bequeath Or make bequest mm-hmm. They will not be able To leave the inheritance وَلَا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ and they will not be able to return to their families. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. As we contemplating that, yes, very strong words there in Surah Yasin. Let's head back to the marketplace and we'll continue with our final segment when we come back. Stay tuned to 91.3 FM. Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. With me is uh, Sheikh Munisa Tardin, bringing to you Qur'an, Qur'an, reciters of Qur'an, still focusing on Surah Yasin, inshallah. So yes, Sheikh, as we dwindle down away in the minutes, uh, let us uh, focus, inshallah, on the people before us with their mindsets. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about the story. It's a means of strong reflection, you know, take it to heart. It's not light. It's not light jokes. It's not light lightheartedness. Um, it's not just metaphors that is used, you know, it's a very strong words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses in this particular part of the surah. Definitely and these lessons should allow us to reflect and learn from what the people before us or the nations before us, mm. their mindset, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically done or, or, or did to those nations, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how He destroyed those nations because of a mindset and a belief system. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here now goes to another theme, and this is the theme of the trumpet of resurrection. We spoke earlier on. The 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 sayha will come, and now Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَإِذَا هُمْ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ." Then the trumpet will sound, and they will hasten from the graves to their Lord. Subhanallah, yansilun means you walking quickly, as if you racing with one another نعم. to get to the front line. You know. Uh, 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 Black Friday, this is big sales mm. And we all want to overtake each other To be first in the line oh, no. This is how we will hasten or Even more than that mm-hmm. on, on edge mm. Hastening to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no. And 
they will say, Qalu ya waylana. They will say, Woe to us, curse to us. Man ba'athana min marqadina. Who has woken us from our sleep? Mm-hmm. Who has resurrected us? Mm-hmm. And the ulama say that the next form. And that's why we'll find Mimarqadina sakt. To distinguish between the word of those who were rejected right. and the word of the believers. Naham. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful, has promised you. Yes. And indeed, the messengers, the rusul that were sent to you were truthful. Subhanallah. But you chose to reject them. Mm. And the tafsir of Ibn Kathir. And Al-Mannar on this is just mind-boggling. And it should allow each and every one of us to ponder. Because there's a statement here that he makes that is truly scary. He says, They thought that they would never be resurrected. Mm-hmm. Ibn Kathir says, This verse does not contradict the fact. Right. That the punishment of the grave exists. Uh-huh. Because in comparison to what is to come, the grave was like a nap. Sure. That's why they will ask, <laughs> Who has woken us from our sleep? So, the fact that they have been punished in the grave, the Adab al-Qabr, which yeah. is Haqq. Yeah. The Adab al-Qabr compared to what is to come for them mm. was like a nap. Allahumma hafazna. Ameen. May Allah subhanahu Ameen, wa ta'ala protect us Ameen, from that situation or that circumstance. Sure. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who when we receive our book of deeds, mm-hmm. we are of the Ashab al-Yameen. Ameen. For those who get the book of deeds in the right hand, Allahumma ameen. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Sure. Definitely, you know, people who are who passed that stage, and uh, it's it's interesting to note how um, we will be laying, and uh, if there was any form of adab, the lightest would be in the grave. It'll be like a nap as opposed to what's gonna come. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from such uh, uh, such a punishment, such a torment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our graves a form of coolness, Allahumma of breeze amin. of uh, paradise, inshallah. You know, the, the the breeze of paradise blowing into us, inshallah. And, uh, you know, may he make it a, more, a means of uh, uh, safe passage Allahumma into the next amin. life. Amin. We don't know what's going to happen when our eyes close, but we do know it is a reality. It's going to be a reality for each and every one of us. Um, and subhanallah, just, uh, you know, interesting enough, Sheikh, uh, uh, I came across this interesting fact. Uh, it's something that I like uh, checking out every so often. And um, there is this interesting fact about sound. If there is a sound that is central uh, into the galaxy, into the universe, that reaches over a certain amount of decibels, it can cause destruction 
of the entire galaxies collectively. And when I saw that in the history fact, and they actually have a, an idea of the measurement of the decibels required, and uh, I said, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about Sayha. Subhanallah. And, or, you know, that silent wind or that sound that, you know, it's so loud that you can't even, it's beyond your deafness. Subhanallah. So to say. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got it for us. But uh, Sheikh uh, uh, Shabir has asked me for a particular request, inshallah, a few ayat of recital. Um, Shabir, are we going to do it now or are we going to do it before Buttaraji and or whilst they come into it, inshallah? So perhaps maybe just two minutes of recital, inshallah, Sheikh. Two minutes of a few ayat of Quran, inshallah. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والليل إذا سجى الله ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك 